welcome to another episode of Mind Pocket Psych, the podcast all about the psychology of the workplace. I'm your host, Dr. Richard McKinnon. I'm a chartered psychologist and coach, and I'm joined once again by my co-host, Pilar Ortiz. Pilar, it's great to have you back. It's been a few episodes since we were on together. Yes, it has. And uh, it's been so many that today it's muggy, <laughs> which just shows like the 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 change in weather and the transition of time and, uh, and uh, yeah I use weather a lot to to see where I'm at during the year and today it's muggy. <laughs> I was I was smiling to myself a little bit earlier because I'm, I'm going to Singapore tomorrow for a mixture of holiday and work and I realized oh I'm transitioning into that quite nicely because here in London today it's raining yes. and very warm. <laughs> yes yes so it won't be too much of a shock. <laughs> hopefully not hopefully not. So we've got um, a, a kind of an interesting topic to cover off today, uh, which is a little bit of personal reflection, a little bit of sharing. But um, before we dive into that, uh, just a couple of news pieces I wanted to share with the listeners. One, and this is something that came out of the topic we're going to talk about today, but one is that I'm relaunching our newsletter uh, in the month of September. So by the time you hear this, it will be live. The first new edition will be out there and you can sign up at worklifepsych.news. And it's just going to be a refreshed, uh, more on point version of the newsletter with more actionable insights, tips, uh, all rooted in, in the evidence base, of course, around well-being and productivity and interpersonal effectiveness, all this stuff that we talk about uh, here on the podcast, but in a readable format. Um, so you may have signed up for the newsletter in the past and wondered in the last few months, where has it gone? If you signed up previously, you will be getting this. But if you want mm. to double check, you can just go to worklifepsych.news. We've also added a space for this podcast to our online community, worklifepsych.club. And all that means is if you would like to join us to discuss what we've been looking at, to ask us questions, to, to see what the conversation looks like, you can do that online in written format. So I know some people will send us emails or they will drop us a message on one of the, the social media channels, but this is more a collaborative space. And our online community is all about personal development. It's free to join. And we thought, why not carve out a space within that so that we can continue those conversations? So you can sign up for that for free at worklifepsych.club. And once you've added your name and your email address, the usual to set up an account, you'll be able to see the Work Life Psych space on the left-hand side of your screen and everything will be in there. So we're looking forward to seeing some of our listeners there over the next few weeks and months. And then finally, um, regular listeners will know that the last few episodes were about the evergreen topic of procrastination. Um, and so our September community meetup, we have these each month, will be about that topic. And so we'll be looking at the roots of procrastination, what you can actually do to break the habit. So whether or not you've listened to those episodes, you'll find it useful to join us on the 26th of September. Um, I will be recording it, so you'll be able to watch the recording if you can't make it live. Uh, regular members of the community will see that in the events calendar. And if you haven't joined yet, again, worklifepsych.club, you'll be able to sign up and see the meetup in the events calendar RSVP, it'll be added to your calendar and you'll get the uh, Zoom link as a result 
of that. And we can have a good chat about how procrastination gets in the way, how it's a little bit sticky, but the very simple things that you can do to step away from that and be a little bit more proactive where it really counts for you. Wow. So, so Richard, can I, can I just say that yeah. such a, a combination of something that we, you, we've already been doing, like sustaining the webinars, a little bit of a change for the newsletter and then the new initiative with the podcast space. It looks like you've been thinking a lot about it. For a change, some might argue, <laughs> yes. A lot of thinking, a lot of reflection, um, a lot of uh, time out to just have another look at these things, have another look at the focus of what we're doing here at Work Life Cycle, what I'm doing as a professional, but also as a normal person a non-work person. So that's really what we're going to talk about today, this notion of taking some time out to reflect and plan, consider, um, which for many people, they'd consider that some form of a retreat. And um, I know many people listening to this, when they think about their working lives, may well have been involved in some kind of team away day. Uh, or even a, you know, a half day away from the office to sort of consider how things are going, make some plans for the future. And, and that it's that, you know, for the individual. That's what I'm talking about. Mm. Stepping away from the everyday to look at life from a slightly different perspective. Nice. So is this something that you've done recently? This is something I did in the month of August this year, but I've been mm. doing it for a few years now. Okay. And I keep doing it because I find it really really beneficial. Um, what I actually do each year is, and I really want to underline this verbally, <laughs> what I did is not necessary for everybody to do, but I'm lucky. I run my own business. So I was able to take a week out, leave the country, go to one of my favorite places in Spain, and just dedicate a week to this reflection, this planning, this writing, creating uh, focus. And um, each year that I've done this, it's been really beneficial. I've had the outputs to show for it. I've had the, the clarity that it brings. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But I, I do it each year uh, for those benefits. Um, but I also do it more regularly than that. I try and take, you know, on average, it probably works out at about a half a day each month mm -hmm. to get away from the office, to get away from home, to do that sort of similar check-in. Um, how are things going? We, am I heading in the right direction? Have I dropped the ball on anything? Um, would I like to do anything different based on how this month has gone? But the Big Bang once a year, leaving the country retreat uh, really works for me. But you need not do the same. I really want to repeat that. It doesn't require you to get on a plane. <laughs> and do you do this at the same time every year? And how do you decide when? Yeah, that. that actually, that's really interesting. I, I didn't realize I was doing it intentionally this mm. way, but I do it in August each year. And what I've been doing over the last few years is actually you know, kind of taking August off from client-facing work for the very simple reason that so many organizations I work with find it difficult to do things in August because everyone's on holiday. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a quieter month from a client delivery perspective. So it's much easier to find a, a clear week. And secondly, my business year finishes at the end of July. 
So oh. August represents yeah. a fresh start, which mm-hmm. is one of our favorite yeah. um, concepts here. So it, it is the beginning of something new and it's a great time to look back on the, the business year that has been and of course um hopefully well it, it always is when, when i go to spain in august the weather is phenomenal so mm. i'm guaranteed blue skies warm weather to be outside to do these things which is what i really like to do and do you remember when you decided to start doing this or when you found yourself doing it yeah i i mean uh, what i tend to do so we've talked in the past about this whole concept of work-life balance and managing your boundaries and things spilling over from the professional to the personal and vice versa. I have a very porous boundary, shall we say, <laughs> between the professional and the personal, and I, I quite like that. So what I find myself doing is if I go on a very long journey, I will inevitably take out my notebook and sort of do a bit of a brain dump of what's on my mind about work and try and capture ideas or uh, do some of this stuff I really quite enjoy, like write. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's not an imminent deadline, it's sort of, I think this could be interesting for the future and I'll do a bit of that while I'm on holidays. And what I realized was this isn't getting in the way of my holiday. It's making good use of some time where I'm stuck on a plane or a train and actually it, it's something that I find gives me clear headspace to do it rather than I've got an hour on a Friday to quickly write two blog posts. So I, on reflection, I've been doing this for years, but I've been doing this in earnest for about three years. Mm-hmm. Nice. And so what do you do? <laughs> How does this, is it a week? What does it look like? Mm. So again, something I say to my coaching clients all the time, I am not the benchmark, uh, but I'll explain what I did yes. and then encourage listeners to see what they could do of this. So yeah, I take a week and um, what I do each year is I go to Sitges in Spain, just south of, of Barcelona. It's a town I really, really like. And I actually don't even stay in the town. I stay in a hotel 20 minutes outside of town, um, 20 minutes walking. Um, and during the week, I kind of had a very similar routine. I'd walk into town in the morning after breakfast. I'd find somewhere with good coffee. I'd sit down, have some coffees, um, <laughs> sitting outside, and I would do some reflection. Now, what I would do before I leave is have an agenda of things, a list of things I want to cover off while I'm away. And these might be questions, reflective questions about the year gone by. They might be puzzles I'm trying to solve, you know, little challenges around the business, maybe about efficiency. Um, I, I would take a look at my big long list of ideas for the business and try and whittle them down to things I might actually do this year <laughs> rather than trying to do them all. So I'd have a morning kind of reflection session. Um, then when I was all coffeeed up, go for a big long walk, again, considering options, considering ideas and plans as I'm walking along. And as we've said before, walking is great for problem solving. It's great for ideation and creativity. And then uh, I would spend a few hours just chilling out at the hotel by the pool, relaxing, but I would be reading. I'd be (laughs) making my way through that epic uh, reading list that we all seem to have. We've accumulated when we're busy. Uh, Listen to podcasts I've been saving up. And then I'd I'd take another few hours uh, to do some writing, to do some planning. This is laptop time in front of the screen. Um, Then I would 
you know, go for another big long walk, but have some dinner. And um, even though I go on holiday to this place, uh, one of the key, key things I really wanted to achieve was not confuse myself and pretend it was a holiday. So I would do things very differently to when I was there on holiday. So in other words, I would be that guy eating his dinner by himself in a restaurant well before everybody else. So I would have a <laughs> London time dinner, not a Spain time dinner, which meant that I was walking home, leaving town before it got super busy, mm -hmm. you know, meeting people on their way into town for their night out. And I was sticking to my routine as if I was at work, you know, having a, being back at the hotel, getting a really good night's sleep so I could get up nice and early and begin again. Um, and that, that really worked out for me. Yeah, I think that's being someone that both works on holidays in the same place away from my home. I think I've, I, I really get like making that very conscious decision. Am I going to be working or am I going to be holidaying or something in between, but making the decision so that things, yeah, so that <laughs> you don't end up doing neither, actually. Uh, yeah. And, and actually one of the things about, um, taking a retreat, whether it's a half day or a week, is mm. to be flexible about that. Um, and what I mean is inspiration can strike at any time, yeah. but also life can get in the way mm. at any time. You know, I had a couple of examples where I, I was sitting outside a, you know, a really nice bar somewhere with my coffee, writing away. And then of course, you know, it gets a little bit busier. You're surrounded by people. It gets a bit noisy. And well, of course, everyone's on their holidays here. It's not Richard's quiet spot. Let me just pack <laughs> up and move on, yeah. you know, because I'm, I'm trying to focus, but it's not always possible. And so saying things like, this 30 minutes is going to be the focus time. It's not how it works. For me, especially, it's about having a decent amount of time so that when I am ambling along, something may occur to me, some solution may present itself rather than I've only got this very limited period of time to figure all of this out. And, and that gave me a sense of space in the week. And so if I did spend a couple of hours doing nothing mm. but lying down, by the pool, um, I then knew I've got three or four hours ahead of me now when I, I know it will be a good use of my time. I'll get several thousand words on screen uh, before I go for my dinner. So the pressure was off from, from that kind of perspective. You know, it's all, I think it's also all part of that creative process as well. It's not just the being there to think, but also being there to relax in a different atmosphere, let the brain do different things. And I'm very curious to hear in, insights wise, if you can remember mm -hmm. when along the way they happened, because one thing that I found is that sometimes in order to get to either an idea or in order to even be in the best frame of mind to do a piece of work sometimes i need lots of time leading up to that where mm. i mull over it or things don't happen so how was what happened during the week then in your head richard well one example is um and obviously not everything is for sharing but one yes, example is i i maintain a note um where if i get an idea about something i might want to do at work life psych i pop it in there and it's kind of incubating there for a while so that when I do uh, say, well, okay, if I'm going to do something new, I'm going to select it from these ideas. Now let me expand on them a little bit or just remove them from the list because 
why was I thinking that? Where did that come from? So I'm starting not from a blank page, but from things that have been bouncing around in my head for, for months. And for some of them, it's a case of this is not the year. I'll do it another time. And for many of them, you know, this is a very me thing, but for many of them, it was, uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Why do you want to revisit this? It's working just fine. This is my attraction to the shiny, shiny, um, <laughs> and the, the new. So it, for some of them, the reflection was, I need to improve this. How can I improve it? For some, it was, I'm not doing this at all. Do I need to do this? Um, you know, maybe other businesses are doing it, but do I need to do it? And for some of them, it was a very vague, um, aspiration, like, you know, make better use of the community platform. Okay. Well, what does that mean? Am I not making enough use of it? Um, let me take some time out to sit down with that and see what have I done? What could I do? And, and so on. Some of those insights were, you know, perfectly timed. I, you know, think something through at a table in front of my laptop. Wonderful. But lots of them came as I was walking around town, walking by the sea, which was why I made sure I had my, my notebook with me and a pen all the time so that if something did occur to me, I could just sit down for a moment and add it to the list or just capture that little, little nugget so it didn't evaporate as I continued uh, my walk. They could happen at any time, uh, but they tended to happen when I'd spent a decent amount of time thinking through writing. Uh, mm -hmm. at the laptop or midway through a, a big long walk all around the town. It seems to me as well that this week away, and in your case a week, and in your case being able to go away also gives you the opportunity to slot different kinds of activities so that you're feeding from one to the other and your the brains kind of, the, the ideas or the thoughts or the decisions or the details can emerge in different ways, like as you're saying, maybe when you're the, the writing then feeds the walking, something that happens in the walking, then you can action. And it's, I think that, that, that for me makes it very attractive. And it, it is, you know, it's going to be different for different people, mm. uh, what works for them. And I think this, this follows on quite neatly from our discussions around self-awareness that we've had, because yeah. this is an opportunity to in, invest in that and really, you know, retrospectively, reflect. So for example, one of the things that I did that was not, well, yeah, it's not to do with business per se, but it was around my personal well-being. And, you know, what have I done to take care of myself? What have I let slip? How can I cultivate some more helpful habits when it comes to my well-being? But one of the things that I did so that it was grounded in, <laughs> in fact was actually uh, to review my Apple health data. So my watch captures all this stuff on an ongoing basis. I could sit down and look back over the last six months and 12 months of, okay, my weight, <laughs> mm -hmm. where is that going? But also cardiovascular health, my sleep patterns and say, well, how is this all working out? Rather than some vague aspiration of, yeah, I need to look after myself. It was, okay, I need to do these things to manage my weight. I'm really pleased with how my cardio health is, is working out and, and blood pressure and all of that stuff. But it was rooted in, in data. And that was the same by looking at the health of the business, looking at financial data. So I don't want anyone to think that I just sat in the sun for a week with a pen and paper thinking, what occurs to me now? But more a case of, here's the information. Now, what does that tell me about how things have been going? And what do I need to do to either address that or maintain that or improve that? Uh, so it was grounded in 
some data to begin with um, and then that moved from the retrospective to to the planning phase and you know some of those insights were very small things and some of them were okay this is a pivot I'm going to take mm. uh, to do something very new mm-hmm. and so then how did you from everything that was emerging how what did you do with all of that then did you plan it for the next three months did you make a long list did you I don't know how wh- yeah what's next then after this so I, I think it would have been a huge waste to come home empty-handed but have said I thought some good thoughts yes right? <laughs> so you know part of reflection is identifying the so what and doing something with that and just like I would say to coaching clients it's the action you take in between coaching conversations that makes all the difference i needed to take some action and in order to do that i needed to have a record so what i was doing as i was going along obviously was taking lots of notes and scribbling stuff down as i was out and about but what i did was distill that into one document for me that captured these are the key things i realized or identified these are the key things i've agreed with myself i'm going to focus on these are the timelines for those and really importantly for me this is who I'm going to need help from because it, it would be so easy for me to go, right, I'll try and sort this all out. But then realizing actually there are people that can really help with this and maybe they're better than me at these things. So this is how I'm going to get it done with other people. And you know, reflecting also on the notes I had from previous uh, retreats, and what hadn't worked from those as well. So there was an iterative learning as well. And you know, my big failing is to be stupidly ambitious about what I think I can do in a, in a set period of time. And so looking back on previous years, I thought, oh my God, I, I keep <laughs> saying I'm going to do this. So this year it was, I think what I'd come away with was a written document that I think is a lot more manageable. So for example, revisiting the newsletter, <laughs> moving platforms, changing what goes in there, um, maintaining the habit of getting a newsletter out on time and making it a little bit more useful for people. That's something that's eminently doable and it made it to the list. Several other things that were about new initiatives to get in front of people, they're back in the fridge and maybe um, they will be uh, next year's retreat and I'll explore them then. So we had very transactional things, but also very uh, strategic things that then I spent time cutting them up, slicing them up into actionable tasks uh, that I think my clients, um, listeners of the podcast, people in the community will start to see over the next few months. Mm-hmm. And a very quick uh, curiosity question, Richard, did, did the document, did you write it before you left or when you came back or somewhere in between? It was um, in the last couple of days, I started to kind of type that up and then on my journey home. Okay. Um, nice. So that I knew by the time I landed in London, um, it, this is a document for me, not for yes. anyone else. So it didn't have to be perfect, but I'd managed to sort of get it all out of the various pages in my notebook and the various thoughts. They were all in there and I had a plan. Uh, that, you know, that was a self-imposed deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I wanted to have that thing that I could then start to put into practice to start to make those changes as soon as I got back to London. 
Wonderful. So what else do you want to say to listeners around your experience or? Well, I think that's important, that isn't great. it? It's my experience. Yes. But um, <laughs> as, as you all know, I'm a real advocate for taking time out to reflect. So this is probably the, the maximal version of that. Take a week, go to another country. But I think there are some principles from this. If, if listeners are interested in building in a retreat to their routine, um, I would start with identifying your intention. Why do you want to do this? What do you want to do with this time? Because time is a precious resource. So how do you want to invest this time on your retreat? What do you want to come back with? Um, then it's about identifying how much time you want to dedicate to that. So can you afford to take a day out of your year or your quarter? Or is it about maybe a couple of half days? Or maybe it's just an ongoing slice of your time because you'll have responsibilities and restrictions. So don't start with how can I find a week, but how much time can I find and what can I do with that time? I think it's important to clarify what you want to, to do with that in the form of a list of things you want to reflect on, a list of questions and maybe some open-ended questions for yourself, the ones that can't be answered with yes and no. And then to um, find a way of getting away from your, let's say, usual environment. Two things that are that are interesting to me. One is new environments can help us come up with new ideas, but also movement. Walking can really help us come up with new ideas. So even if it's just, let me go to um, a coffee shop I've never been before. Let me go for a walk in the park. Let me walk by the river, by the sea, through a local forest, whatever it is not in your office, in your workplace, or in your living room. Just find some time to go and see what kind of a difference that makes. And as we've just been saying, have a record of that. You know, come away with some insights in writing so that you can take that forward. Because we all know the, the pain of feeling inspiration and then 30 minutes later you're saying what was that thing yes. that popped into my head <laughs> so write it down make a note of it and decide what you want to do with that i think there's a very contemporary experience for people at work which is that sense of pressure and the growing to-do list and the you know getting it all done this is an opportunity to step away from that and to ask the bigger questions and to maybe wonder about our direction and our pace and our quality of life. You know, one of the things we didn't touch on, and in incidentally, I, I wrote this up in the form of a, a blog post. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes uh, so that listeners, if they're interested, can revisit some of these points. But one of the things I do every time I take time out to reflect is revisit values that I've mm -hmm. clarified for myself before. And as we know, clarifying your values is great, but what's much more important is putting them into action. So, you know, an inspiring activity for me was how much have I, this guy who talks about values as long as the day is long, how much have I been actually putting that into practice and in what way and how has it worked for me and how could I do more of that? So it could be as simple as am I being the kind of person I want to be? That could be a great starting point for that reflection. But don't have the mental image of, uh, flying across Europe for a week, start with what's possible this week? How could I carve out some time? And how can I step away from the immediacy of my to-do list to ask myself those higher order, bigger picture questions? 
Pilar, does that sound doable? Does that sound relevant? Does that sound like something you'd be interested in? Oh, uh, would I, I? I kind of do that kind of thing more ad hoc. Uh, and uh, the, the last year, I've just taken it to to understand what makes me really happy. So it's been a, I wouldn't call it a retreat, but a, a real like self awareness thing. And I think at some point I will need to just take some time to decide what comes next. Mm. Uh, so yes, and I think, but I completely, I mean, for me, being away helps a lot uh, to do just, and, and I find that the problem is that because I don't have a structure for it, <laughs> when I'm away, if I'm not intentional, um, it, it becomes a mini retreat that wasn't planned where only ideas emerge, mm. not like what you're talking about, which is so much more useful uh, reflection, planning, strategy, checking in with oneself. And I, I really like how all of those things are together and you're very intentionally structuring your time around that because I think... I think what's really interesting about this is that I find I do lots of these things separately, but putting them together in one period of time, whatever it is, and looking at them as a whole, I think it's, it's, it's really, yeah, it's, re it's really powerful. For me, I think, you know, it's not necessary that it's all done in one go. Mm. And that could be quite a luxury. For some people, it is. It's a big that. retreat. Yeah. With the capital R. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, I think I would frame it as as an investment in ourselves. Mm. You know, so if we can look up from the detail and actually say, "Well, I'm pedaling fast, but am I pedaling in the right direction for me?" Or um, I'm I'm noticing things that I hadn't paid attention to before, and I can maybe do something with that. Um, so. If the word retreat does not sit well with you, mm. you know, if you're listening to this and you think, uh, <laughs> or maybe you have memories of school and maybe yeah. you had to go on a retreat at school and you never want to do that again, call it what you like. Call it personal time. Call it reflection time. Calling it a, a planning meeting with yourself. I think the core principle is have a think to identify what it is you'd like to do differently. And then, of course, to put that into practice, uh, to, to actually make it happen for yourself. So. Uh, I would love to hear what listeners have to say about this one. Uh, you can send us an email, uh, podcast at worklifepsych.com. Or as I mentioned earlier, you can join us on our community platform in the uh, podcast space. You can sign up today at worklifepsych.club and we'll see you in there. Mm -hmm. um, Pilar, any closing thoughts before we wrap up uh, this episode? Not at all, but I would uh, uh, encourage listeners to share how they do some of these things or their thoughts or whether they uh, or whether they are thinking of doing something similar. It would be interesting to hear. It's always great to hear from the listeners. So once again, thank you, Pilar, for joining me for this um, little bit different episode. Mm -hmm. And for you listening out there, thank you for joining us. Thanks for downloading this episode of My Pocket Psych. To get in touch with questions and feedback, you can tweet us at worklifepsych or leave us a message on the contact form at www.worklifepsych.com contact. Thanks for listening.